0: All right, I hope you got your Bible this morning. We're going to talk today about uh, uh, this very important event when people get baptized. And, and I know some of you grew up in churches and, and you got baptized and, and uh, 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 you're trying to figure out, well, you know, I, I know so-and-so, so and so is getting baptized today, but I remember so-and-so, they got baptized when they were a kid. You know, what was wrong with the first baptism? I saw them get christened as a baby or sprinkled as a baby you know what why, why do it again, if they already got baptized once, why are we getting baptized again and And I know this when it comes to when it comes to baptism it it can be a very emotional subject okay because it's a very important subject, and uh, I know sometimes there's we 're just the way we are, we don 't ever want to be told well, maybe I did it wrong or, or the church I grew up in was different or whatever, so I know this can be a very sensitive subject, I just know it is i just, I just know it is, but I, I feel like it's it's something that we address it you know. You can tell a church, an awful lot by a church, by uh, uh, what they do talk about, but you can find out more about a church by what they won't talk about, you know, and there's pretty much not a subject that we won't cover here at this church, but, uh, but there's some people that, uh, that have been baptized or christened as a baby or sprinkled, and, and you say, well, what, what does the Bible have to say, and, and really the big question is, you know, did my baptism count? So here's what we're going to do today. Uh, About take about 15-20 minutes today real quick, and we're just going to look at these two questions. Number one, the first question we're going to talk about is why do we immerse? So why do we have a tank full of water? Why are we literally going to immerse? And then number two is what is the significance of baptism by immersion? Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Ready? Take some notes here. This will be good. You're going to learn a lot today. We're going to start off with just the obvious, the word... Baptism. So, where does the word baptism come from? Did you know this that the word baptism is not a religious word? It's just not. It's not. It's not a religious word. Uh, when I was in college and seminary, we had a Greek dictionary, the the Liddell and Scott Greek dictionary. And If you owned one of these dictionaries, you were like you know the, the top upperclassman because very expensive uh, Greek dictionaries. But but the word baptizo, the word baptizo, actually never got translated. And so what happened is in English. We took the word baptizo, that literally was the Greek word baptizo, and we just smoothed it out a little bit and called it baptism or baptist, and, and uh, it never got translated. But the word literally meant, it was just, it was not a religious word. The word literally meant just to dip, to dunk. Uh, if people, if someone drowned, like in a lake, you would say that they baptizoed in the lake, they were immersed, they, they, were, they were covered, they were immersed. And uh, uh, if you were to take something like a piece of cloth and, and dip it in a dye, you would have baptizoed that piece of cloth into the dye. If a ship was out in the water and it sunk, you would say that ship baptizoed in the lake. It was immersed in the lake. So it was not a, not a religious word at all. As a matter of fact, it's kind of interesting if you study history. There was a Greek poet uh, and a physician named Nikandor, and he lived about 200 years before the New Testament, the time in the New Testament, before Jesus Christ, okay? And he actually had, they have it today, you can go see it in the museum, a recipe for making pickles. And 200 years before the time of Christ, he said that you have to take the, be- the vegetable and you have to baptizo it in vinegar. So it, it's not a religious word. It literally means, literally, just to immerse. It just means to to dunk or to immerse. And, uh, and so we know that, that from... Uh, The New Testament, you say, well, how did baptism start? How did this immersion start? Well, let's do a real quick history lesson in the New Testament. There's a time that the people there, of course, were Jewish, and they practiced their Judaism, their Jewish belief, and their their, uh, Jewish religion, if you'd say it that way. And they would have all these rules and regulations about what it meant to be a Jew. So even if you weren't born Jewish, you were a Gentile. Uh, you could still become Jewish or you could practice Judaism faith. And, and there's all these rules about how your house was and what diet you had and what feasts you celebrated and, and, and uh, the ceremonial laws and all these things. And one of the things that you would do as a Gentile who wanted to become Jewish is you would take a ritual bath. Okay, It was called a mikvah. And it was a private thing where you literally just kind of went down in the bath, and there, you could still see these, these uh, bathtubs, if you'd say it, today. And it was a private thing. Well, as we look in the book, uh, uh, in the New Testament, in the Gospels, we hear of this guy, and his name is John. And the Bible talks about this guy, John, coming before Jesus was born. So it's kind of interesting. Christmas is coming, right? christmas is the celebration of jesus being born so before jesus was born this guy john is there and and the bible talks about him kind of being the forerunner or the foreteller about the messiah coming about jesus coming and so john was literally out uh, in the middle of the wilderness and there's uh, the uh uh, the, the river there coming out of the sea of galilee and john would have people and he'd say listen if you believe that the Messiah is coming, and you believe that, that, that the Jesus, this, this guy from Nazareth, is literally the Messiah, and you, you, you believe that he is going to be the one that will die on the cross to pay the sin debt for mankind, if, if you believe that, if you trust in that, then, then what we're going to do is we're going to have a baptizo, and we're going to immerse you in the water for the reason of this. If a Gentile became Jewish, they would take the mikvah bath. It was a private thing. But John's like, no, we're going to make this public. We want everyone to know this is a public like the, the mikveh bath, but it's going to be just an immersion to show that you signify with Jesus. And, and it had never happened before publicly. This was never done anywhere else in the Bible. It never happened until this time. And, and John literally would take people, who said, I, I believe that the Messiah will pay for the sins of the world. I believe that. I'm trusting in that. I'm not trusting in my Jewish roots. I'm not trusting in the Jewish law. I'm trusting in the fact that this Jesus is the Messiah, and he'll die on the cross and pay for my sins. So John would take them into the river, and he would baptizo them. He would immerse them. Ready? That's how he got the name John the Baptizo, because he immersed. Interesting note, ready? His name was not John the Sprinkler. It was John the Immerser. Because that's literally what he did. He literally immersed people in water. Now, this doesn't save anybody, it was not that. And and it was just to show what they believed. But the word sprinkle is the word rentizo in the Greek, and, and that was the same thing that a priest would do. He would sprinkle blood upon a sacrifice. And, and the reason we immerse, we immerse is because of what it means and, and what was modeled for us. Now, real quick, if we were to look in the New Testament, if you've got your Bible in the book of Acts, we've actually been going through the book of Acts verse by verse this summer. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. We'll put the verse on the screen for you. Acts chapter 8, verse 36. There's a story here of a guy, of a preacher. His name is Philip. And he runs into this guy, a servant who's a eunuch. And, and he starts to share about this Jesus of Nazareth. Let's look at the story. Acts chapter 8, verse 36. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, see, here's water. What hinders me to be baptized? So Pastor Philip had told him all about Jesus of Nazareth and the Messiah and what he had done on the cross and, and said, listen, if, if, if you want to show, not not to be saved, not to be a Christian, but show the world that you are a Christian, a good thing to do is to be immersed, is to be baptized. And this guy is with them. They're, they're literally riding together. And he says, well, what? there's a river. Here's, a, here's some water. What, what keeps me from doing this? Look at the next verse, verse 37. And Philip said, well, if thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, look what he says, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Okay, so this guy is a believer. He is a Christian as we know it. He doesn't get baptized to become a Christian. He already is a Christian. Go down to the next verse, verse 38. And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they both, look look at these next few words, and they went down both into the water with Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized or he immersed him. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip and the eunuch saw him no more, and they went on his way rejoicing. So this is why we immerse and not sprinkle. The reason simply is sprinkling is just nowhere in the New Testament. It's just, it's not in this book, all right? And, and I, listen, I'm not at all saying that to offend you. I'm not saying that to, to get you upset or to get you riled up. I'm just saying we're a Bible church, and we just teach what the Bible says, and the Bible just says it's just not there, okay? And what we see is people being immersed in the water. So, so you say, well, pastor, wait a second. And I've had people say this to me. So, Pastor, my denomination, you know, they they say it differently. You know, they say that we should pour or we should sprinkle. Well, how did that start? Well, here's how it started real quick. It's really just because of tradition, okay? Uh, Back in the early church times, the, the church of the day was really the Catholic church. And they started to teach that you had to be baptized in order to get to heaven. So, yes, Jesus died on the cross. Yes, but you also have to be baptized in order to get to heaven. That's what the Catholic Church taught. And this, is, this is years ago, hundreds of years ago. And, and so what they would say is, well, you have to be baptized. Well, here's what, what is the problem. Well, the problem became the practicality of it early in the first century. You have an older person who's lying on their deathbed, and now you're going to immerse them in water. <laughs> you're probably going to kill them, Right? Or, or what about a baby? What about a newborn baby? You have a brand new newborn baby, and maybe the you know the baby wasn't gonna make it a day or two and the and the church said, Well, we gotta baptize this baby to make sure it goes to heaven. We got a brand new baby, you can't dunk the baby underwater. And and what about in wintertime? I mean, what about if you live way up north or up in Canada or something? You know, you just where do you get the warm water from? I mean, you know what I'm saying? The practicality of it just doesn't work. So what they started doing was they started pouring water over the person to kind of show them getting wet, and that really just practicality was a mess, right? Because imagine someone laying on their deathbed and getting all wet and soaked. So they started sprinkling because it was really just an easier thing to do. And so they, they would do this to babies and they would do this to, to people or someone maybe on their deathbed. And, and But they believe that that sprinkling or that immersion or that pouring of water is what was necessary for someone to go to heaven. Now, can I just pause on that just for a moment and, and just tell you something else the Bible doesn't say? And again, I don't want to offend anybody, but just what the Bible says. Nowhere, nowhere in this book, nowhere in this book does it say that babies were ever baptized. It, it, it never happened. Now, now think just for a moment. Jesus was baptized, right? The Bible says that Jesus himself was baptized, right? But if babies needed to be baptized to go to heaven, now think, think. Don't you think there'd be one instance in here... Where Jesus said, "We got to get those babies baptized because they're going to hell." I mean, right? Don't you think John the Baptist would have said, "Adults, get back! We could do you tomorrow." We got to bring some babies in here, right? It, it it never happened. It just it just didn't happen, and nowhere in the Bible was a baby ever baptized. And so and so, you say, "Well, well, why was that? Why, what's the deal?" Because baptism, listen, baptism is what you believe. And, and you're showing the world, you're showing the public what your faith is. A, a, a baby can't express what they believe. I mean, a baby doesn't even understand it, right? You know, and so, so it wasn't about uh, uh, when, when a baby gets baptized or a baby gets sprinkled. That's about, really, that's about your parents' religion. And, and I know some of you here will say, well, I was sprinkled as a baby or baptized as a baby. And it was a very important thing. I'm not doubting that. It was a very special time for your family. I'm not doubting that at all. I agree with you. It was a very special time. But that baptism of you as a baby was your parents' faith. It was your parents' faith showing what they believed through you. But, but that's not your faith. Because if you were baptized as a baby, you don't even remember it happening outside the photos, right? Just, so it wasn't what you believed. It's what your parents had believed. So, wait a second, Pastor, g- give us some significance here. What are some significant things of what baptism is? All right, I'm going to give you three of them real quick for the sake of time. Number one, baptism is a sign of identification with something. Uh, it, 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 you're identifying publicly with Jesus Christ. And you're saying, you know, I don't mind if people know this. I don't care if the world knows. I don't care if people post this on Facebook. But it's, it's kind of a form of identity. I'm a Christian, and I'm identifying with Jesus as my Savior. It's kind of, it's kind of coming out in the sense of, 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 in those days, of being public with it. I'm not hiding it. you know. I'm not over here you know, hiding in the basement saying, yes, I'm a Christian. Don't tell anybody. It's no. I'm a Christian. And, and the best way that I can show that I'm a Christian is to be publicly baptized. So there's just no mistake about it. So not only was it a sign of identification, but it, it's symbolic of the death, the burial, and the resurrection. When you think about a baptistry tank, or if you were in a river or a pool or a lake, you're literally signifying you're, you're the symbolic of of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. See, you don't you don't see that in sprinkling, you don't see that in pouring, but you would see that in immersion, right? You would show that. You would say, "Yeah, I'm I'm identifying with the death, the burial, and the resurrection." And and it's really kind of also just a symbolic showing, just symbolic of of a washing away. Now, of course, nothing. Happens, nothing changes at baptism. But it's symbolized, symbolized that my sins have been washed away by the blood of Jesus Christ. Nothing special happens to people when they get baptized. You know, we're going to have a bunch of people get baptized today. And um, when when they come out of the baptism tank, they're not any different, Uh, they don't have special powers. Uh, you know, they'd be kind of fun if they did, but <laughs> but but nothing's different about them. They're not any more saved, they don't have a better place in heaven, you know, they're not better people, you know, they still sin. But it's symbolic of who they are. They're saying I'm I'm signifying, I'm identifying with it symbolically, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I'm a Christian. So what is baptism not? Well, here's what baptism is not. Baptism is not a part of salvation, it doesn't help anybody get saved think about it. there's a story in the book of john but with the 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 thief on the cross the guy dies next to jesus christ on the cross and jesus says okay you believe it great today you're going to be with me in heaven interesting they don't get off the cross and get baptized but jesus says today you'll be with me in heaven if baptism was necessary for salvation then jesus would have had to get off the cross and baptize that guy right but he doesn't do it because it's not part of salvation and 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 uh, 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 just think of all the times you know someone may have their their last dying breath put their faith in Jesus Christ, and there's just no time to get someone baptized. Right? God would be a respecter of persons if he said no. Only the healthy people can be saved. Right? It just it doesn't happen. Not not possible. And 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 uh, uh, it's a thing that that it's just again it's symbolizing. And it's interesting too. Back to Jesus. Jesus never baptized anybody. The Bible doesn't say. God's grace plus your baptism is what saves you. Nowhere in the Bible, nowhere in this book does it say we're saved by being baptized. It just doesn't say it. How about this? This is what baptism is not. It's not part of salvation, but number two, baptism is not part of membership in a church. These people that are being baptized are not automatically members of this church. Side note. Church membership is not even in the Bible, but we have it. But, but it, it's something we do just for, for the form and function of how a church needs to run and to be accountable. But it doesn't make you part of a church. And some churches say, well, if you get baptized, then you, know, you have some special magical you know, membership in a church. It's just not in the Bible. It's just, it's just not there. Those People aren't automatically members of a church, and, and, and God never talks about that. It's not a ritual there like that. And, and here's what baptism isn't either. Baptism is not a coming of age. It's, it's not something you just do because you're 12 years old or you're 13 years old. It's not, well, I'm a teenager now. I need to get baptized. It's, it's not what it is. It's not. It's, it's someone whoever ever uh, publicly, a time in their life, when they're, when they're publicly dedicating themselves and, and kind of saying, look at, I'm a Christian. I'm under new management. It's like if you see a restaurant, and uh, unfortunately restaurants have probably been hit the hardest by the whole COVID thing, right? But you see a restaurant... And then you see a new sign above the restaurant, and it says what? Under new management. And you drive by it, and you say, oh, well, that restaurant, you know, that was whatever. It was a good restaurant, but now it's under new management. You see it. You know it. Well, it's the same thing what a Christian does. When they get baptized, it's kind of like that same idea. Like, look, I'm a Christian now. I'm, I'm under new management, Right? right? I'm the same person, but now I'm a Christian, and it's different. So then I guess really the question we got to answer then really is, did mine count? Well, let me say this. It's not really so much the form of how you were baptized as it is the meaning. It's not so much the fact that you got wet or not that makes you baptized. It's the meaning behind the action of what you did. If you were christened as a baby, well, biblically, the Bible says it doesn't count because it doesn't list that in the Bible. Yeah, it was meaningful. I get that. But that, again, that wasn't your decision. It was your parents' decision, okay? Uh, but but your parents thought it was important. But but baptism is really about your decision, and and uh, uh, you understand the fact of what it is, and that you see that that when I get immersed, that I'm identifying with Jesus Christ, that I'm showing the world that I'm a Christian. You're not, you're not getting baptized because everyone else did it. I remember when I got baptized, there was, I don't know, probably about, I don't know, 15 of us, and we were probably in fifth or sixth grade at the time, and and, and I remember the teacher, the Sunday school teacher, you know, some of the kids want to get baptized. And some of the other kids sitting in the back of the class were like, yeah, we'll do it. You know, they, they didn't know what they were doing, they didn't know why they were doing it. They were just going along with the rest of the kids and everyone else was doing it, let's just do it. Well, that's not baptism. If that's the reason you did it was just to go along with the rest of the crowd and you didn't know what's going on, it doesn't really count because it's not a personal decision on your part. You were just going along with it. So it's not your parents deciding for you, it's not your buddies deciding for you, but it's something at your stage in, in your life where you want to say, you know what, I want the world to know that I'm a Christian. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed about it. And, and listen, church, I'll just say this. Well, we all know the answer to this. Is our world getting crazier every day? Yeah, okay, it's getting more and more crazy and it's becoming more and more anti christian it really is, even America is. There, there may be a time, there may be, I don't know, I hope not in our lifetime, but there may be a time when we need to say and stand up and say, yes, I'm a Christian. And you know what? There may be a time in America when you stand up and say you're a Christian. You may not be able to get insurance. You may not be able to get financing. You may not be able to, 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 to do something with your tax. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a doomsday sayer. I'm just saying the world's becoming anti-Christian more and more every day. And there may be a day that when you get baptized it may really mean something in America. Right now, it's a little bit of a formality. We kind of just do it. But there may be a day when you do it publicly that it may change your lifestyle. It may. It just may. But but really, it just means that I've decided to follow Jesus Christ, the one who died on the cross, paid my sin debt, and that's all it means. It's a public announcement. It's a public announcement of a personal decision to become a Christian. It's a public announcement of a personal decision that you've made to become a Christian. Because, again... Guys, remember, the Bible doesn't say anywhere that it's a work that saves us. As a matter of fact, this is such a cool verse. I just, I just love this verse. I had it put up on the stage here. It says this. It says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's a gift. Now think for a moment. Just think gift. Gift is like, like Christmas gift, right? You get a gift at Christmas. You don't have to pay for the gift, right? Wouldn't that be weird, you know? Open up Christmas morning, you open up the present, and there's your new toy, you know, and you open it up, and then in the bottom it says, I owe you, you know, <laughs> and you owe someone $50 for that gift. Well, that wouldn't be a gift, that would be a transaction, it would be a, a, something you worked for. But the Bible says, no, 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 it says our salvation is a gift of God and then these three words right here is what changed my life when I was in second grade. I, I distinctly remember this. In second grade, Mr. Bill Sipri was my Sunday school teacher. I was in second grade. And this is the words that changed my life. Not of works. It, it's not a work. So it's not something I do. Listen, it's not me changing my behavior. <laughs> Here's the proof of that. The proof of that is this, is that I don't know too many second graders that change their behavior <laughs> uh, when they're like a mess like I was in second grade uh, just to become a Christian. You know, it's not about changing behavior because this guy didn't change his behavior. I still got kicked out of Sunday school class. I, <laughs> I still got asked to go sit in the hallway all the time. I and mean, that I pretty much spent second grade in the hallway. You know, that, that's where I spent it. But, but the Bible says, no, it's not a work lest any man should boast. No one will brag about their goodness when they get to heaven. You won't say, man... I'm here in heaven. This is great. Why are you here in heaven? Well, I'm here in heaven because I got baptized. I'm here in heaven because I, I went to Day Spring Church, man. It was awesome. I went to heaven because I was a preacher. That, that, that's nowhere in the Bible is there a work that's associated or a change of behavior. Or 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 a lot of people say repenting of all your sins, you know, whatever that even means. You know, don't even, you know, what is it? Quitting all my sinning? No one's quit their sinning. You, you no one here has ever quit their sinning. And guys, if you said you quit your sinning, I'm going to ask your wife, okay? And she's going to say, no, he, you know, he still speeds or whatever. So for by grace you saved through faith, it's not of yourselves, it's a gift of God, not of works lest any man should boast. What are, you, what are you believing in? What are you having faith in? Well, let me show you this illustration and we'll get on to our baptism service and, and be done here today. Pretend for a moment that uh, my readers, my glasses here, are all the bad things we've done, okay? So just pretend these are bad. Those of you that re- have, have readers, they are bad, aren't they? They're just frustrating, right? And you sit on them, and you break up, and you got to go to Walmart, buy some more. But, but they're just bad. Now, pretend, just pretend, pretend that my left hand here is me and you. Just pretend. This is me and you. We all have sin, okay? Everyone in this room has sin. Now, just pretend, let's pretend that my right hand is God. God's in heaven. Heaven's perfect there is no sin in heaven, right? There, there, there is, there, this is not in heaven. Heaven is perfect. The Bible says it's holy. God's holy. But God says, here's a problem. I love you, but I hate the sin. See, I love you, but I don't like the sin. The sin, watch this, is what's keeping you from heaven. I, I'd love for you to be in heaven when you die, but there's sin, and sin can't go to heaven. It just Someone's got to pay the mortgage on the sin. And the Bible says, all throughout the Bible, that the wages of sin, the cost of sin... The mortgage payment on the sin is death. Someone has to die. For hundreds of years before Jesus Christ came, they would, they would sacrifice an animal to be symbolic, to show that something will die to pay for our sin. He hasn't come yet, but someday he'll be here. And then when Jesus Christ came, was born uh, on Christmas, lived a perfect, sinless life, 33 years old. Uh, they, they crucified him on the cross, the story of Easter, as you know it. Uh, and, And so when he died, now watch this, when Jesus Christ died, his death was the payment for sin. You remember, someone has to die, not get baptized, not go to church, not get sprinkled. Someone has to die to pay for that sin. And when Jesus Christ died on the cross, his death paid that mortgage, right? Was buried, three days later rose again, and now God looks at us through his son and says, debt has been paid. It is finished. The mortgage has been paid. It's over, forgiven, done. You are part of my family forever. Not because of what you did, because you didn't do anything, but because of what you believed in. You believed that when Jesus Christ died on the cross, his death, burial, and resurrection paid that mortgage. Here's probably the most popular verse in the Bible. It says this. For by great or for for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever look at right here. What's that word church say it out loud? Believes. It does not say whoever was baptized. It doesn't say who joined a church. It doesn't. Whoever believes, okay? Whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Whoever believes that when Jesus Christ died on the cross, was buried three days later, rose again. Paying that sin debt. Whoever believes that. Whoever accepts that. That's what the word is. Accepts it. I get it. I believe it. And I accept it. I'm a sinner. I can't pay the mortgage. There's no way in the world. I, 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 I can't pay that. I tried. I tried to quit doing drugs. I tried to start going to church. I tried to stop swearing. I just couldn't do it. And God says, I know you can't do it. I get it. I know you can't do it. That's why I sent my son Jesus to die on the cross to pay for the sins. Because you can't do it. You just can't. I just want you to believe that I want you to accept that I can't do it but Jesus Christ did pay for it for me and I accept that and God said if you just trust in that if you believe in that fact that Jesus Christ died for your sins on the cross of Calvary God says you are forever part of my family never to be forgotten never to be dropped never to be lost never to be abandoned but you will spend an eternity in heaven did you know this guys the Bible talks more about hell than it does about heaven. Do you know that? Why does the Bible talk more about hell than heaven? I, here's why I think. I think. I think because I think God really wanted to get it through our thick skulls that there really is a hell and that it is forever and that it is eternal fire. Somehow, I don't, I don't understand it. Burning forever without being consumed. That's what the Bible talks about, the lake of fire. I don't get it. Well, Pastor, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Uh, uh, I, thought, I thought God was a loving God. He'd send people to hell. God didn't send people to hell. Your sin sends you to hell. Okay? God paid the price. He said, uh, I did all the work. All you got to do is just accept it. You got to accept the fact that my son did it and you're forever. Is it that simple? Well, it's simple for us, right? Because why? God's son had to die. Jesus Christ had to do the work so we don't have to, right? Remember that verse says it's not a work, it's not your work, it's what Jesus Christ did. He did the work so we don't have to. The so a pastor, that seems so simple. It is simple. That's why it's called grace, for by grace are we saved through our faith, right? It doesn't say our works, because again, if it was works, no one here could do it, not even me as a preacher. There's just no way I could. Well, I'm going to start being good from today forward. That's nice. Who's paying for the sins you did last night, or last week, or last month, or when you were in college? Do you remember those? Yeah, who's paying for those, right? You, you can't. There, there's no way you can do it. You can't do it. That's why Jesus Christ did it. So, so baptism, church, is not about you going to heaven. It's not about you performing a work. It's about you being public about the fact that you are now a Christian. Okay. I think it's interesting. In the stories we see in the Bible, it was always public. It was public. They did it publicly. So we want our baptisms to be public. So what we've done is we've recorded videos of people giving their testimony, just the best they could, just real short, about when they trusted Christ, and, and we're trying to make it public because that's what they did in the Bible. They didn't hide it. We want the world to know that they're a Christian, and we want you to know they're a Christian. And uh, so what we'll do in a few minutes is, is I'll get down here, and then I'll, we'll, we'll play a video, and then after the video, that person will come in, and we'll baptize them. And then after they get baptized, we're going to submerge them, right? After they get baptized, I want everyone to applaud, okay? Just give them, give them a good pat on the back, give them good encouragement, cheer them on, that they're getting baptized, and then we'll play the next video and we'll kind of go through it. But a very, very special time. You're welcome to take pictures. Of course, absolutely. Post it on Facebook. That'd be good. Why? Because it's public, right? And you want the world to know that you're a Christian. So listen, if you've never trusted in Jesus Christ as your Savior, you sit here today and say, I I didn't know where I was going. I don't know know how to get to heaven. this, This is the first time I've ever heard that it's by grace we're saved. Then today, in the quietness of your mind, sitting where you're at, literally sitting where you're at, Maybe you'd say a prayer or something like this, you know, dear God, I, I realize I'm a sinner. God, I can't pay it. Yeah. But God, I do believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross and he paid my sin debt. And I accept that. I I I I I can't work for it. I can't be baptized for it. I can't join a church. But I know God that it was a free gift. And I, I accept the fact that He died in my place. I accept it. And I my trust, him. my faith is in that. And God says, You've immediately become part of His family. And you are a child of the king. And maybe someday, when you're ready, you get baptized and you show the world that you're a Christian too. You don't have to do it right away, but, but whenever you're ready, then you do it too and you follow what Jesus Christ did, okay? And, and be obedient to that, all right? Let's have a word of prayer, and we'll ask for God's blessing in our baptism service, and we'll get started, okay? So, Father, we're thankful for all you've done. We're thankful for our time together today. Lord, maybe someone today, sitting here, maybe a friend Or a family member of someone who's getting baptized is here today and they don't know about their eternity. Lord, would you just convict them in their hearts a little bit right now that there is a heaven and there is a hell. And the Bible says we'll spend an eternity separated from God, separated from from those Christians forever. It's not a joke, it's not a fairy tale, it's the truth. And Lord, maybe today in the quietness of the mind, they say a prayer or something like this, Dear God, I realize I'm a sinner, but God, I couldn't pay it. I can't pay my sin debt. But today, I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross, He was buried, and the third day He rose again. He came back to life proving that He could pay the debt. I believe that. I believe in the resurrection. I, 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 I don't understand all the details. I don't get all the ins and outs of it, but I just believe. I know this, Jesus died on the cross and paid my sin debt. I can accept that today. I don't know everything else. I'll probably never come back to church. I don't want to read the Bible. Great. But today I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross and paid my sin debt. Father, someone's done that today, you promise them that they are part of your family forever, never to be lost, never to be forgotten about. And they will spend an eternity in heaven. Lord, maybe someone's done that this morning. We ask for a blessing on their life today. Lord, we ask for a blessing in our baptism service as we show the, the short videos and people come and they get baptized, and our church would just cheer them on and applaud them. And they're just going public with their faith, just saying. It doesn't mean they're different. doesn't mean they're better. doesn't mean they're perfect. It just means they're a Christian, and, and they're followers of Jesus. That's all it means. And, and the world can look at that and say, okay, you're marked. I know who you are. And that's what's so cool about it. Ask for a blessing on that. In your name we pray. Amen. Are very interested in you and your spiritual growth. If you want to contact Dayspring for prayer or more information, you can reach us at 262-404-5092 or on the web at dayspringbaptist.com. Thanks for listening.